Welcome to Storyberries Radio. You can read along with any of our stories all for free at our website, storyberries.com. Parent Strike by Michael Morrill. We're going to stop feeding you, Mum said. I understand, I replied. Don't worry, Harry, these things don't last too long, said Dad. We know you're a good boy, added Mum, but lots of kids aren't, and the whole point of a strike is that the strikers stick together. Mum and Dad's eyes met. They nodded to one another. Dad looked around, beckoned me closer, and closed my hand around a $10 note. Here, he said softly, just don't let on it that it was me that gave you that. Arriving at school that first morning, the atmosphere was more hostile than usual. News of the parent strike had obviously not gone down well. The principal stood at the gate, flanked by security guards. Morning, he greeted each child robotically. The replies he received were not very kind. Our teacher attempted to explain the situation to our class about a general lack of gratitude in the younger generation and rampant levels of disrespect and hooliganism, but none of the kids were having it. They're supposed to feed us. That's their job. Yeah, it's not our fault they borned us. Anyway, I don't care. Now I have to get whatever I want. By lunchtime, I was starving, but the canteen shutters were pulled down and locked. There was a mum taping up a sign. Excuse me, any chance of lunch, I asked. She looked down her crinkled nose at me. Not from here, there's not. We're parents too, you know. Read the sign. I did. It read, canteen closed. No food till you learn some respect. I sighed, resigned myself to a grumbly tummy and went behind the portables to read my book. I liked that spot because it was quiet and a long way from the handball courts where my worst enemy, Shannon, and her friends usually hung out. But today I was interrupted. They were there. I ducked behind the boulder I'd been sitting on. What's that filth? came Shannon's derisive voice. What? It's a mandarin sandwich, Shannon's henchperson, Blake, replied defensively. Gross. What's that red stuff on it? whined Kirby, henchperson number two. Tomato sauce. Ew! What have you got then, Kirby? Blake asked, diverting the attention. Hot dog, she stated, voice faltering. You're lucky. Come on then, show us. There was the sound of a lunchbox opening, then raucous cackling. That's a banana on a piece of lettuce, Shannon howled. Yeah, well, I didn't have any bread or sausages. I knelt on a twig and it snapped loudly. Their voices went quiet. I wished for them to disappear back to the handball courts. Harriet, Shannon hissed. She's been listening in. It's Harry, I replied feebly, and no, I have not. Shannon's smirk broadened and her eyes narrowed. I'm such a genius, she gloated, walking around behind me. I've just come up with a brilliant way to survive this strike. She took hold of my arm and twisted it behind my back. We'll share Harriet's food. She wrenched on my arm and my shoulder burned. I don't have any, I spluttered. He's lying. Hand it over, bum breath. I considered explaining Dad's canteen money, but I thought better of it. I can't, I stuttered. I, I ate it already. Shannon pushed me forward onto my hands and knees. Must have been good then, she said. Seems like we got a master chef on our hands. Tell you what, you bring us lunch tomorrow, something gourmet. We'll give you this back. She held up a ten dollar note. My hand went to my pocket. It was empty. She nodded and laughed. They wandered away, giggling as I brushed the dirt from my knees. My stomach was in a knot for the rest of the day. If I didn't give Shannon what she wanted, I wouldn't get Dad's money back. 
and if I told anyone, I'd expose Dad for breaking the terms of the strike. I was stuck. As soon as I got home, I emptied my money box and rode to the supermarket. It was a wild scene when I arrived. Everything besides the fruit, vegetables and health food aisle had been roped off. A sizable security squad had been employed to prevent kids from accessing the other sections. A rowdy mob mouthed off at the guards and taunted any adults entering the forbidden zones. In fresh produce, the scene was even more chaotic. Desperation had whipped up a panic-buying frenzy. Kids were grabbing whatever they could, snatching food from others' hands and fending predators off their trolleys. "'What's this?' one kid asked, holding up a zucchini. "'I don't know,' his sister responded, shoving it in her basket. "'But we got to eat.' At home, I laid what I'd managed to get on the kitchen bench. It was a strange hodgepodge of ingredients, but they would have to do. I set to work. I pushed my culinary skills further than ever before, but the dish was missing something. I searched for a morsel, but the pantry was locked and the fridge alarmed, as per strike regulations. Then it came to me. There was more food in the house. From the cupboard beneath the sink, I pulled out a can of Miaoi's cat food, Ocean Banquet in Jelly. I prized off the lid. The fishy pulp glistened. Its pungent aroma nuzzled my gag reflex. As she's inclined to, my cat Smokey appeared. She mewed and wound around my legs. Hey, Smokey, want a taste? I proffered the open can long enough for a few good licks and a couple of gobfuls. I mixed the cat saliva in with a fork and then I dumped the can's contents into the dish. My creation was complete. Okay, disaster chef, show us what you got. And it better be good, Shannon demanded at lunchtime the following day. I sat with my lunchbox on my lap. They crowded around like three starving vultures. I peeled off the lid, revealing my nutritious masterpiece. What even is that? Blake squealed. Smoked tuna and quinoa salad with chickpeas, currants and cashews. Kirby grabbed her stomach and made retching sounds. Is this a joke? Shannon asked. No, I was up all night making this. It's gourmet. That's what you asked for. She eyed the lunchbox and me suspiciously. It's delicious, I promise, I enthused. Prove it then, she said. What do you mean? You go first. Take a bite. I looked at the salad, then back at Shannon. I can't, I murmured. Why not? I'm, I'm allergic to cashews. Shannon frowned. She took Dad's $10 note from her pocket and held it up. If this stuff turns out to be anything less than the scrummiest thing ever tasted, your 10 bucks won't be the only thing you lose. A hand snatched the note from Shannon's fingers. She spun around to face with a wall of adults, the principal and two mountainous bodyguards. Thank you, young lady. I'll take that, the principal said. He pointed at my lunchbox. And that too. I stood and handed it over. Now, the four of you, to my office. Pronto. The next hour was spent waiting silently in the corridor, under guard. One by one, my enemies were taken in for an interrogation and emerged later, bleary-eyed and shaken. Shannon was in there the longest. When she came out, she was saltier than the Dead Sea. If the bodyguard had not dragged her away, her seething stare would have bored a hole through my forehead. The principal's office was dim, reeked of coffee breath, and was taken up mostly by his leather-top desk, on which lay Dad's ten dollars. Is this yours? he asked, indicating the note with an eye flick. I shook my head. Be honest now. He stood motionless, eyes locked on mine in a dangerous game of chicken. His penetrating gaze put Shannon's deathly stare to shame. He was the heavyweight champion of stairs, and I wasn't even a puny featherweight. I broke. I nodded meekly. Who gave you this? Please, sir. It was my dad, but he... He held up a hand. As I expected. He waggled a finger and tutted. It was a grave misjudgment on your father's part, flaunting the parental strike rules by aiding a minor. He sighed dramatically. 
But what makes matters worse is that we seem to have a case of like father, like son. Your little friends told me everything. But, but sir, I... His hand went up again. He walked slowly round the desk to the door, peered down the corridor in both directions, then closed it with a soft click. He moved back behind the desk, then slid Dad's money towards me. Take it, he whispered. I looked at his stony face. Was this some sort of test? You heard me. I took the note and shoved it in my pocket. The principal opened a drawer and took out my lunchbox. He placed it on the desk where the note had been. I looked inside. The salad was gone. That, he said, was possibly the most delicious culinary delight I have ever had the pleasure of tasting. The End Thank you for reading with storyberries.com Free stories for kids.